hey, look at us. I don't start with my normal opening. Hey, folks, how you doing or something? But this is a Mountainless Wire podcast where myself, Jeremy, Matt have, uh, yeah, we've been busy. Apologies, but we're back. We're here talking about what, what else, Matt? Mountain West stuff, right? Yeah, I mean, I can't speak for everybody else. Uh, last weekend, I was in Death Valley for several days, unplugging from uh, from, from the world at large. Uh, before that, before that, it was like one thing or another, but we're still around. There's still plenty of off-season left. Rest assured, we'll be with you all the way. We have some stuff we're working on. We always kind of do in the background. We got the draft coming up shortly in about this, but this month, the draft month. So at the moment, we're starting to slowly crank out our draft profiles at MWR.com. We uh, had the Final Four last weekend. We'll do some random, just we'll have some nonsense and fun a little bit before we kind of actually talk some real, real football. But we'll get some good stuff going. So here's what we're doing tonight. So if you haven't heard, this also, Matt, we might be a bad podcast for doing this uh, like a week late after the Final Four National Championship game. We normally don't talk basketball. Well, there's other re- behind-the-scenes reasons we don't. There's a time constraint, so that's why there's no hoops this season. Apologies to those who like doing it. Our buddy Andy and Eli have been doing other stuff past year, a couple of years, and so it's like, well, we put our time towards other things. So hopefully there's another hoops podcast you can tune into. Like Phil of 68, I think it's called. They're pretty good. But yes, here's what we're doing tonight. With... Um, San Diego State went to the national title game, unfortunately lost to a very, 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 very good San Diego, uh, UConn team, 76-59. So I got us thinking, even into the Final Four, put on Twitter, Matt. So what's like, what is the, there's there's no one way to, because you can ask this question a million different ways, right, to Matt, where it's like, what's your favorite moment? What's the most significant moment? What's the best moment? What's the most watershed moment in conference? Or what team had the best season ever of any sport? And it was in a conference. So any list could be kind of whatever you want. That's true. And I think we're going to include, we're obviously football, basketball. I have a quick question. This may be a bad Fresno State person on my end, but was Fresno State in the Mountain West when they won a national title in baseball? Or was that a whack turn title? Uh, no, that was a whack title back in 2008. So they were still okay. several years away from from joining the Mountain West. Okay, I I knew it was a while ago. I knew it was. A, I thought it was a couple years before. So yeah, that does I not mean, I count. I went through each team to to sort of refresh my memory of like, okay, well, how many teams have actually won national championships? And you, you amazingly enough, um, of every team in the current Mountain West, San Jose State is the one that claims the most national championships, and people wanted but, to kick them out, <laughs> but. And this is true of every team across the conference. You know, none of those championships have come within the Mountain West. As a matter of fact, you know, whether whether you want to talk in terms of team or individual performance, which I think there's there's room in this topic to talk about both. Mm-hmm. You know, the 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 true like peak moments, you know, where where the, the conference, somebody within it or a group of people within it are at the pinnacle of college athletics are surprisingly few and far between, you know, it's, it's very hard to win a national championship and create that kind of moment. But I think for our purposes, this could go in any number Most, of directions. It could, because here's, we're kind of, we'll bounce around kind of big picture. They kind of narrow in a couple of our thoughts. And we had some bunch on Twitter at our MWCR handle, people chimed in. So think of it as like one thing, like what's the hardest achievement to get? Was it what San Diego State did to make it to the national final and just unfortunately come up short? But they did beat the number one overseed Alabama. 
They did get to beat, they beat Furman, they beat Creighton. They beat some pretty good teams. Furman was a little, obviously the upset in the first round, but they were, they weren't in games. Like they were going through. So what's harder, that to win six games or the five to get the title than six, I think it is if you win the whole thing. Or was it, say, what Utah did back in 04 when, mm-hmm. before the BCS actually expanded a bit? I know people are like, oh, Utah, you, yeah, get over it. Yes. But like, what, what do you think? Like on your thoughts, what's the harder? What was the what is the harder achievement out of those two? Was it going to the national title game of basketball, where you still have to be very very good? You have to have a obviously what they what thirty plus games. San Diego State did. You have mm-hmm. to be a not just a good team, but like a great team to make it that far. A really really good team. They're obviously ranked in the top twenty five for a good chunk of the year. Mm-hmm. But basketball is a different sport. Again, they got to play number thirteen Furman, who got a great upset to move on. But Utah had yeah. to literally be perfect. And have a uh, elbow on somebody's neck to maybe give a lawsuit if you don't let him in or something like that around the corner with the a former attorney general of the state. Uh, I think is Mark Sherloff. So what's the, what was out of those two? What's a harder achievement? Is it? Am I biased to say it's Utah that to be top six back then in 04? I mean, I think that's a it's a it's an almost an impossible comparison because it's two very it separate situations. Like obviously. In terms of like sports that are played on the collegiate landscape, you know, I think on a week to week basis, football is probably the most physically demanding of them, at least among the ones that are sponsored in in the Mountain West. But at the same time, you know, I think about I think about the particular conversations about the Mountain West as a whole around this time last year, where, you know, the Mountain West had gone 0 and 4 in last year's tournament and you know, there was a lot of, you know, gnashing of teeth, you know, literal and proverbial about what, what that meant, you know, the pressure being on and things like that. And I'm not a real big college basketball head. You know, I'll say that up up front, mm-hmm. but just, you know, as a casual fan, it seems to me that like winning one game in the tournament is really hard to do because, you know, the, maybe the one thing that, that, you know, college football and college basketball tend to have in common is like a lot of things can happen in one game. And so in some respects, you do have to be lucky and good in order to to make the most of those opportunities. And so considering San Diego State's recent run, you know, and again, amateur point of view, but I think that I tended to see a team that was more good than lucky. Like obviously... You know, mm-hmm. Lamont Butler's last second shot at the buzzer to beat Alabama is one of those things that you, know, you see it a handful of times every year. And that does definitely take some skill, but it's like, you know, what? coming down to the last second like that does involve a little bit of good fortune, you know, to play it good did. enough D defense to give themselves the opportunity to do that. Right. Yeah. That play, watch it. I was watching, I was watching my phone. I'm like, I, was, I forgot what I was doing. Oh, yeah. I, uh, what I saw, for what it doesn't matter what I was doing. I was watching on my phone, unfortunately, at the time. And I'm like, what's he doing? It's like a weird bounce. But he says, like, I think the athletic or something had an article about it, chat, chatted with his dad and stuff. Like he practiced that type of shot all the time. Like that type of little dribble bounce. Yeah. Like it's a mid-range, mid-range thing. It's not it's obviously not a very difficult shot to me. Not to put it down, but like the way where he shot it, but the pressure, the the offense looked like, oh, crap, why does he have the ball there? It looked a little awkward where he had to dribble and step back to get a position behind his guy who was standing there. It looked like he wanted to do something else with it. Possibly, maybe not. But like that, with the pressure, the type of shot, the game on the line, 
yeah, that's that's quite the amazing feat to take them to the uh, championship game over FAU. Yeah, and you know, but at the same time, you know what Utah did, you know, winning uh, a what was at the time like a pretty good Mountain West, right? It wasn't like they were the only team in that conference that that made some waves. Am I wrong about that? I mean, I wasn't. I was more of a whack guy in that in that in that time. And I'm realizing you know, now that there were only, yeah, there were only two other teams that went that finished above 500 that year. So shows how much I remember it off the top of my head. They weren't great, but that year Utah. Here's what interesting about that year: they did. Jeez, uh, oh, am I correct? No, that's year before. Sorry, they beat North Carolina. They beat Cal, New Mexico. When they actually, had, I think, they had Don Moore at the time. With I think he's still the only four-time first conference first only four-time first team all-conference running back ever in the league or a player in the league i believe it is mm-hmm. like they they held them to like that was still like oh crap this game's gonna be kind of close and utah only won like i think by 20 points or something something yeah. where it's like wasn't close but it, it was not great it wasn't bad but it wasn't there were multiple teams like we've seen in the past decade where you have air force ranked utah state Boise, San Diego State, San, like a combination of those. They weren't, mm-hmm. it wasn't really, Colorado State was still at Sunny Lubick, was still, was kind of on the downturn. You had BYU, who was, I think, um, was that still Gary Crokeneers, where they were in a whole world world of hurt during that time? Yeah, I believe so. And the, the bib jerseys people hate, the little tan ones and the dark blue. But yeah, it wasn't a great league. But when Utah goes out and schedules, again, North Carolina, Texas A&M, Cal, and they're beating all those teams in the 03 and 04 years, Urban Meyer, like, it's and they it wasn't just that because I, I was at school at the time at University of Utah. I didn't I went to a handful of games. I did go to that Fiesta Bowl game year, Fiesta Bowl year game in 05. But they were like beating the crap. Like it wasn't even close. We're they beat BYU like I, I should pull the scores up here, but like they're winning by 30 plus points. You know, like that pit game, I think they won 35 17. I pulled up here. I'm like, this game is too close. What are they doing? This team is terrible. Why is it only 35 17 or something? Yeah, they they were they. I went back and I looked this up. They scored forty five points a yeah. game that year, behind they only were, two other teams. They were beyond dominance. Yeah, and it's like one of those things where you know, and in college football, sometimes you can only play the teams that are right in front of you, which you know that's great. But you know what? You know what? Great teams do. Great teams demolish good teams. Thirty five to seven. And that's, when ex- played and that's exactly what Utah did that year. And San Diego State basketball, they beat good teams. They, I know they, I didn't, I think they played Arizona kind of close. They played them early. They did that comeback versus the Pitt in New Mexico. Like they were, they, it's football and basketball. Uh, spoiler, they're different sports. But when you look at the big picture of things, I still want to say, and it's, it's people, okay, oh, you hate the Aztecs. It's going to come out this way. I know it. I still think making the BCS the first time is harder than what they did in basketball. By a little bit, because you I mean, live like so we, I think you honestly, literally have to be like, perfect. You have to be in perfect terms to get the there. intersection of of talent and chance. I do think that the Aztecs and their run to the national championship, even if they didn't win it, was probably the more difficult feat. It's 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 they're both amazing. It's yeah. I I think the ways are. I mean, Lee, because remember, Utah had to be top six that year as well. There was no mm-hmm. top 12 guards, the nonsense, they, or not nonsense, but improvement they had. I will still say, going to the national title game is, to compare the two, I'll go San Diego State, but what Utah did helped a lot other, a lot more other teams and help out 
kind of where we're at today in the playoff a little bit, expanding, getting more teams chances to show because the in March Madness teams, if you get in, you have a chance, which is awesome. St. Peter's, Bucknell, you see, you see, um, Gonzaga building up, you see a VCU, you see Butler, you see all these teams that aren't major conferences or major schools. You have going on to get upsets when Coppin State beat. No, Iowa State, I remember, watched that my brother's couch and like when they beat, uh, Mar- was it Marcus Pfizer, like a 98 or something? It's like they're, that's more exciting and amazing. Everybody has a chance. Football's just tricky. It's harder to get there. But if you go to a national title game, that has, I'm going to, I have to lean toward that one. I think more significance for the sport. Yes, what Utah did, did was the case. But if you go to a national title game, it's hard to say that's not any better. That's worse than anything else outside of mm-hmm. what he did. So, did you have anything else? What's would would the Utah thing be the most comparable to what San Diego State did, like in 04? or is there anything else that'd be kind of in that ballpark? Oh man, I'm not entirely sure off the top of my head. I mean, we haven't even talked about the 2008 Utah team yet I, either. I that that's where I was kind of leaning into because Alabama was number one all year long and they got their butt kicked by Utah. Mm-hmm. And so the, it's like that game. I remember working and watching that game. Utah was up like. You had Brent Castillo, or not Brent Castillo, um, no, what's it? No, Brian Johnson, quarterback, and Matt Asiata. They, you know, they did Brent Castillo because he's the guy who freaking would always muff and fumble the punch. Like, what are you doing? Catch the dang ball. <laughs> Back yeah. there, like Boblet. That team's different too because they were not as dominant as 04, but they go, their schedule is overall, I think, Mount was a little bit tougher, but beating Alabama by that much and just, I don't care, like, oh, they don't want to be there. I hate that argument because you can't give any credit. But that team, Quite good. So I, because they end up being number two in the country that you're only been Florida. Yeah. And they beat two other really good teams in conference to get there too. Yeah. I'm know, and to they did it and they did it in the crunch run too. You know, they beat, I, I went back and I looked at their exact schedule and I recalled like not only did they beat, you know, a Texas Christian team that was number 11 itself, right, yeah. they did it on a short week. You know, they played, the, they played TCU at home on a Thursday night after having survived at New Mexico the week before. Yeah, and then and two Lobo's, weeks later had to go, yeah. you know, beat BYU at home too. Yeah, that's when New Mexico was still a pretty good team, thirteen ten. I do remember the game winner versus Oregon State when they, I think the Rogers brothers, Jackie was Rogers, they had Louis Cicotta mm-hmm. hit the game winner, but they were and they beat Michigan too. That was Jim Harbaugh's first. No, no, that was that was, was a rich rod year. Sorry, Richard. Sorry, I'm thinking Utah opened up against Michigan a couple years ago. Jim Harbaugh's first year. As soon as mm-hmm. I said, I'm like, no, that's not right. But yeah, they go into beat Michigan. They whatever they beat power a couple of power conference teams. But that's very difficult. But like going out and crushing Alabama, it's like I, I still remember with Daryl Johnson freaking out in that game because when the BCS was on Fox. So that one could be in the same area. I I know one achievement. I should look it up. There's some stuff I looked up, but some didn't. I'm going to bounce around a little bit, but so this is within, it's all within the Mountain West area, I believe. So we had another thing, if we go back to the 04 year, and again, this is Utah-centric a little bit, but don't get mad at me because Utah had number one pick in football, Alex Smith, to, to your Niners, Matt, as you recall. Mm-hmm. Number one pick, Andrew Broke at basketball. I think that Utah team went sweet 16. But did you know, well, do you know who Steven Strasburg is? I'm pretty sure most people do, right? Oh, yeah, I know who Steven Strasburg is. I, I know you're a baseball guy, yes. Also number one overall pick in 09. I should look this up, but I just, when I was doing a quick research, I saw it a, few, a little bit ago before I recorded. Has there been any conference that had number one pick in those three sports? 
Ooh, um, you know what? I didn't even think to look that up, but I'd be very surprised. I'd say no, because I remember football and basketball with Bogan and Smith was the first time ever that happened by a school. And then also within the conference. Conference, mm-hmm. I have but three baseball. I don't know well enough about baseball draft, but that that's a pretty big feat with the whole conference. Like I know those are three separate things, but like achievements throughout the league history, that's a pretty big one. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, I'm just going back through like sort of recent history, and and I just pulled up the MLB draft because that was what we were sort of talking about most directly. So, like off the top of my head, and at least in terms from like let's say 2007, you know, going back to David Price when he was picked number one overall by the Rays, you know, you're talking about schools like Vanderbilt, UCLA, UCLA. Yeah. Did they have they had a number one NFL pick? Because I'm so, almost no. certain they had to have had one on the basketball court at some point. I've heard of Lou Alcindor before, right? <laughs> Maybe he's number one. Uh, Stanford. Andrew Luck went Andrew number Luck. one, did he not? Yeah, but no basketball. Well, basketball had a couple guys, but no, I don't um, know if Andrew Luck even went number one overall. I'll have to look and see. Probably uh, see Auburn, Auburn had Cam Newton go number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oregon State, Arizona State, Louisville. So, I mean, maybe... Um, you know, me, I mean, you know, talk about Miami, University of Miami, Rice, Clemson. So, I would imagine a, a few of them probably have two of three, but I do well, think that one, it would, you know, he, he was first, yeah. So, you know, finding someone to go, you know, number one in all three, Mountain West might be the only one. It's a pretty big deal. I just saw that, like, wait a minute, because ba- you're right, baseball. Because Jay Keller wasn't going number one. Nobody from Rice ever is good at football and basketball for that level of pick. Stanford's a possibility. Oh, wait. Okay, hold on. I stand corrected. So it doesn't mention no. it, but but the but the Mountain West actually has a chronology, which brings this up. So since 2000, they're one of two conferences to have the number one pick in the NFL, NBA, and MLB draft. Who's the conferences. Other? Yeah, I would yeah, guess com- that com- the other is probably the SEC. That makes sense. They're very good in um, football, obviously. Yeah, we, just, we just mentioned Vanderbilt and in Auburn. So, Kentucky basketball. I'm trying to think who would have been. Hmm. Now I'm curious. Now that you make me interested in who it would be. It, it's Kentucky? probably someone totally obvious that we've just forgotten about. Davion Clowney. Does that count? Because that's was he number one overall? No, we're talking about basketball. Anthony Edwards. Oh, oh, basketball. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Okay. There you go. That may. Okay. Carl Anthony to Towns. Of... Yeah. Okay. Anthony I'm Davis. Sorry. There you go. Kentucky. What are... Yeah. That hey, hey I got to school, right? <laughs> hey, Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah. The cat. I get it. Anthony Edwards. Yeah. The Minnesota guys. Um, okay. No, I think in Kentucky, I wasn't sure who it was. Okay. The, hey, that's good. That, that feed, that's crazy. That's amazing. So, what else do you have on your list? Like, what are you kind of go through? Like, hey, this is a, one of the coolest things the league's ever done or one of the best things ever. Like any particular game or anything about that? See, I wasn't thinking of of games as much as I was thinking about like top tier performances. So to sort of stay on San Diego State for a moment longer, mm-hmm. I do think that the fact that Danell Pumphrey is still the all time FBS all time leading rusher is a very big deal. Even though I'll I have to bring up the caveat. Bowl games didn't count for like Ricky Williams or Ron Day. Just say, just so yeah, we're and they we're, 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 we're aware of that. And it's and thing is, hey, Sports Reference, get on it and fix it for us. Let us know. 
Do they have that mm-hmm. on there? Probably. I bet they do. I'm just yelling at somebody. He's like, where do you have that? You dummy go look and see. <laughs> but no, that is an amazing feat. Like their run of including him and you have um, Richard Penny, the multiple running backs winning all conference, but that, yeah, having a national record in the m- most popular sport, that's a huge deal. Mm-hmm. I have a game that's interesting. Okay. to get to. We'll, we'll do, we'll go back and forth. So obviously I live here in Utah. One of the biggest games ever. And we'll talk, we got to talk about Jim Fredette a little bit because he's kind of a big deal. Okay. When, when Kawhi Leonard, San Diego State, before Kawhi Leonard, like he was really good at college, like really good. NBA, he's like exceeded beyond what people thought. That singular night, I almost got tickets to the game or pressed, but I would, they're like, nope, we're fully for pressing because we're working at where I was at in town. Like you can't get in. Nobody, nope, nope, we're done. Not like, what? But that game, top 10, San Diego State versus BYU. I think it was on CBS Sports Network, not the Mountain Network, which we can get to later as an achievement. But that game was like what lived up to all the hype with I don't have all the numbers in front of me, but I, I thought of it a little bit ago. But that game is arguably the most hyped Mountain West basketball game of all time. No, not kidding, not hyperbole. When you have two top it, any maybe even bigger than any football hyped up any football game. Because we did have, you remember, I think it was a top 10 TCU Utah team. I think in 10 when TCU went to the Rose Bowl. And TCU just wiped the floor with Utah. It wasn't even close. This was a game that, if I recall, it was, they all played the extremely well game. It was down at the Merritt Center Provo. It was 82 75, Aztecs win. And I do remember, I think in the tide, in the championship game or the Mountain West tournament, Jim Fred went off and beat the Aztecs, if, I, if I'm correct. But that game was hyped beyond belief. Even though with it was early in the year, it was like the wait, is this right? Oh, it showed me the wrong. Oh, that score is wrong. I hate man. I hate Google. You know why? <laughs> I put it even. I even put a Jimmer. It told me their game they played like two years ago. I'm like Jimmer was even wrong. I bet some article had Jimmer mentioned in it. So I want to pull up the right details because people are gonna be pissed at me now. Jimmer, there it is. Yes, number. I'm like they're ranked. So Jimmer scored 43 points. Top 10 matchup. Number nine BYU. Um, number four, San Diego State at the time. Aztecs were undefeated. It was the game where it was a team was nineteen and one versus twenty and zero in college basketball. That is ridiculous. Like, if you go to the ACC or big time college, another conference that's even bigger from basketball, these matchups don't happen. Like this was literally like this might be the game itself. Yes, twelve point. 13 point difference. I know we're talking about a game however many years ago, 15 years ago or something. Mm-hmm. But I remember this game. He was just amazing. Fredette was not missing. He shoot from anywhere for 40 plus points. And that going into that game, that's probably I'll, I'll stand by probably the most anticipated game in conference, any sport across the conference ever. Like the coverage about it nationally, this was it. I know you have Utah in 04 when they break the beast. That was huge. This might even be bigger than that. And it kind of, it mostly lived up to the hype for about 35, 34 minutes, if I recall. Yeah, I mean, that's the second sounds half, about it. I mean, what yeah. I always think of when I think of like big games, big moments for the conference, um, which you know, obviously the, the stakes weren't quite as high. No, nope. but I always, I always, always, always think about the 2016 game between UNLV and Wyoming, 
Oh yes, we we have the link somewhere to DM. That absolutely no one watched, <laughs> and that for that for years nobody could find it because it was on Campus Insiders, which no longer exists anymore. Sixty nine to sixty six in triple overtime, which at the time I believe was one point shy of the all time FBS record, which I think you know by now it would have been surpassed because you know uh, Houston and SMU had that really wild game last year. But you know that was just one of those things where like if you were there for it and you were paying attention to it, like you knew exactly how gonzo it was. So while, you know, it may not necessarily have been like the biggest moment in the traditional sense, I think in terms of like, you know, high unexpected drama, you know, at least in my memory as as a Mountain West enthusiast, that, you know, it's that has very few peers, if any. Yeah, scores that many points. And the teams weren't even that good that year overall, I don't think. Was Wyoming any good that year? Do you remember off the top of your head? Uh, in 2016, well, I'm pretty sure they went bowling in 2016. Yeah, at least average, yeah, I was trying to think. Yeah, that is one of the football games, like, yeah, out of the, hey, come out of left field. That's why. Yeah, that was, the, get... that was the year you, uh, Wyoming actually went to the, I believe they went to the championship game that year against San Diego oh, State. Okay. okay. What, was that Josh Allen team then? Yes, it was. Oh, okay. All right then. Yeah, that game. Oh man, I do remember the game when he filled goal. Oh, that, uh, that game. And oh, that is one of the best ones ever. Just kind of like, hey, here's what happened. Like, don't expect nothing. Watch everything. That's what you should do for college football. It's like, what can we watch here? What's going on? And see what little nuggets we could find. Oh man, try to, what. So what else you got? So that's a game. Any other big picture stuff like you mentioned earlier about you kind of going through that kind of. Okay. So. Interest? So going off off any particular field for a moment, mm-hmm. do we consider the foundation of the mountain to be a big moment in retrospect? Yeah, huge. We again, we million times. No NFL network, no NBA TV, no SEC ahead of its no time. Longboard network by miles. They just didn't have the best. It's like the Pac-12 network. Their streaming idea. Not streaming, but sorry, the they have the like, they have all the offshoots: Pac-12 National, Bay Area, Mountain, SoCal, mm-hmm. North, whatever they have. Like they have Arizona, they have all those are great, but it takes up space to cost money. Nobody wanted as much. But what the Mountain did, yes, yeah, very groundbreaking. And even Mountain West, even streaming games afterward. But well, we can't do this on TV. We'll stick online. So I remember on our old site, we put on some random Fresno State game. We had like our most page views ever because they gave us the code. And mm-hmm. like people want to watch, but wait, people want to watch football online. Like, yeah, they do. Give me five screens at once. But I, that is, as of what that, what we know about watching sports now, it probably fast forwarded that five to 10 years. It just didn't have like Comcast on part of it. They didn't distribute properly. Because I remember writing articles, Matt, about it where, okay, Comcast owns this channel. Why is it not on a tier? Like, maybe not like Atlanta is a big Comcast town or city. I know at some point the mountain got on there, but I know Regional Sport Network, our ascends are in a weird spot right now, but there's times where, oh, I want to buy the sports package, which not really the best value, but you get some weird random channels. If you live in a certain zip code, you can get some more mm-hmm. teams. Like I remember I worked for DirecTV for years, and if you lived in like Pittsburgh or the Northeast and you got the sports package, typically you're blacked out from watching Major League Baseball or NBA because yeah, of where yeah. you live. But if you had that package, there were certain parts in the country 
where you could st- watch like multiple major league baseball teams with the sports package, like 10 bucks a month. So I remember in the mm-hmm. Northeast, there's some, I don't, I, 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 some, I don't know why I still remember this match. It's so weird. Like it may, it's somewhere guy in Northeast where they're able to get pirates, Phillies, Yankees, and Mets game all on with just package, which typically shouldn't be able to do. Hmm. It's just some weird geographical quirk where they lived. And so the mountain network, if you're in different st- parts of country, it wasn't even on that tier to pay the 10 bucks a month, like the red zone channel people get now or add on some random sports pack. It wasn't even on there for a company that had a, a controlling interest in the network. I don't know that probably wouldn't have saved it, but it would have been helpful. Oh, I can get Comcast in North Carolina. My kid plays at New Mexico or San Diego state. I can watch them. That's pretty cool. But no, I think that's one of the biggest things. The conference, even though it failed, um. Yeah, you could you brought this up. Continue your thoughts on it. I was just I was just gonna say, you know, in terms of you know being out in front and in something that I think a lot of us take for granted now. You know, even if it didn't work out, it definitely set the tone for a lot of things which have followed in the year in the decade plus since. Do you want to hear a funny email? I probably still I probably told this story before, but I don't remember. So. Um, when the Mountain Network shut down, I think it actually showed baseball too, which is nice as well. A couple of the sports, but I got an email literally out of the blue to probably one of my Gmail accounts I had from the general manager of the Mountain Network who said, Hey, don't say anything about this, but our network shut down next week. Oh, no. No, I'm guess like something like that or within the near future. I don't remember you telling me the story. <laughs> no, oh man, no, I don't. I never delete emails, but I know I deleted that one because it's probably old. But I got an email from somebody from I think it's GM or somebody high up in the Mountain Network, basically saying, "Hey, we're shuttering this service." I'm like, "Why the heck are you telling me? I have some random website people care about, but not nothing, not not a huge outlet, obviously nothing." gigantic like why cold emailing some dude who maybe some rando who doesn't do anything journalistic proper would i could have gone off and said hey the mountain i got an email screenshot this mountain west mountain network is done right i could have done that if i wanted to yeah but you maybe they knew you well enough to do that you have integrity maybe maybe i never knew i did not i do not know who this person was or us to this day i don't recall but like, it's not like it's not like anybody had a random email or counter and passing about hey, anything about the network or interviews or anything like that. Nothing. So I got an email I'm like so I go to my guide. I'm like, and it ended like I remember going ahead like the two weeks on your guide. You could check, and there was like, so it uh, nobody really noticed it, but it says like like you know sometimes to be determined programming if it's too far out or they don't know yet. TBA. Mm-hmm. I remember like that, but I got an email saying hey the network is closing. I'm like what. So I like pre-wrote something I'm like then I think Sports Business Journal had it. As soon as I saw it published, I'm like, click on mine too and did it as well, essentially. But yeah, I got an email saying, hey, the network is shuttering down and this time don't tell anything yet until it's ready to get until it's official. I'm like, all right then. Um, do you know what year that was when it shut down? Was it like 08? Man, I don't remember that off the top of my head. I think so. I'm so. trying to look, I'm trying to look when the Big Ten started their network, because they're the next one to come up. And they partnered with Fox, but well, Directv people... launched it in two thousand and eight. Launched what? Spec- I'm not entirely sure when it got shut down. Oh, you mean the Mountain Network? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because I remember I did it from Directv. But you know, this that is one of the biggest things people don't realize. Like 
there wouldn't be all these conference networks or sport. It would eventually happen. It closed like, oh, in 2012. Oh, 2012. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. I'm trying to think about it. But that's of all the things Mountain West did, this could be arguably the most culturally significant or actually printing money machine it is in college sports. Yeah. I mean, you're thinking of like big picture kinds of things. It's very hard to imagine anything bigger than really setting the tone for the way that we watch a lot of us watch sports. Like I don't have a cable package. I watch everything online. I stream everything. Yeah. Like either, well, yeah, people get like YouTube TV, which is kind of the same thing now, but there's people who, Oh, people like baseball. Oh, we'll put SEC network. We'll put a lot of baseball. We're going to baseball. Oh, big 10 network, but they did it right. They put everything HD. They would show swimming. They would show soccer. They show everything. And people like those sports. You know, football is a big deal and all this stuff focused around college football and basketball, but, They'll show conference basketball or baseball games. They'll show different wrestling, different sports throughout. And this might be, it's, this could be up there. One of the most moments within the conference, biggest things within the conference. Absolutely. What else we got here? What, what else are you looking at? So, you know, we didn't mention it earlier with, when we were talking about Steven Strasburg, but I think it is mm-hmm. in the same vein worth mentioning that exactly one team has gone to the college world series out of the Mountain West. And that's the Aztecs, and that was, right? That was, no, that was TCU back in oh, 2010. TCU. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I think I don't remember that. Yeah. Yeah. When they actually finished third overall. Okay. I'm trying to remember. That's, that's huge. Like that for all the, we talk about all the other sports. You have what Utah's football. We've had a lot of football we'll get to is more Boise, TCU. But no, that's, that's a huge deal getting top three yeah, in, in the College World Series. Yeah, I was going to say, if memory serves, that was the team that was led by by Matt Perk, who, you know, I yes, I don't remember if it was the, the same year or the following year. I think maybe, maybe it was two, well, it was, he was signed, uh, excuse me, he was drafted in 2009 in the first round and didn't sign. But then he was drafted so. in the third round in 2011, two years later. And and while it didn't work out, you know, obviously for him as a as a pro, you know, the, I don't think anybody in Fort Worth is complaining, you know, that he really set the tone for what has been a pretty successful history. Yeah, they're good at multiple sports. They're okay, well, okay, basketball, football, obviously this past year. And did you know? So, do you remember the um, 09 season? Football uh, at all? Not really. I was mostly paying attention to the whack at that point. Yeah, well, this was um, TCU barely came in. So remember, they forced TCU and Boise to play in the Fiesta Bowl. It's like, come on, you guys suck. Mm-hmm. But that year was Colt McCoy in Texas playing the Gauntlet and Sue in Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Do you recall where? Do you know where this is heading? <laughs> no, you remember? Tell me. Okay. No, I'm just, yeah, of course I'm going to tell you. I'm just wondering if you, my context doesn't lead you. There's probably people screaming, yes. The time right they're put time back on the clock. So TCU was ranked number three in the nation that year. The, okay. the gom- uh, Sue was the gigantic defensive lineman, Heisman Finals, probably oh, won it for I Nebraska. Remember, I watched that Big 12 title game and I thought to myself, how is Colt McCoy still walking? True. So do you remember the added time on the clock? I don't remember that. No. So there's a, b- a ball that goes out of bounds, Texas, because this is when Texas played Alabama in the title game and McCoy got hurt mm-hmm. and was. That started like Nick Saban's dynasty there in Alabama. 
So they yeah. at time should have expired on an incomplete pass out of bounds. They put one second back and they put time back on the clock. Texas wins. As te- if Texas loses, TCU Alabama BCS title game. That does sound vaguely familiar now. That you mentioned just, that. Yeah, I like your pause. Like what? 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 That's happening? That could have happened. They when they had yeah that year then they end up losing to Boise in the t- in the uh, festival which was nice mm-hmm. not nice but a good re- rematch because they played in Poinsettia Bowl the year before and it was I think TCU on that one so there's that also do you remember the Tink Carter Wisconsin Fiesta or Rose Bowl uh yes where two point conversion he rolls out I don't remember who the quarterback it wasn't Russell Wilson I don't remember who it was but knocks down the pass the fly because. It's funny, Wisconsin's like, we got to go for two to win. We got to beat Gary Patterson. We got to beat, uh, to, like, Larry Hughes. I think it was Larry Hughes, one of the defenders for that TCU team. They had two All-American defenders who were Jerry amazing. Hughes, right? Yeah, sorry, Jerry Hughes. Yeah, I'm like, Larry It was Hughes, Scott sorry. Tolzien, by the way, who was a quarterback for Wisconsin that year. Scott Tolzien. Oh, my. Are you kidding me? That, Tolzien? Those, that, those are your your Monty Ball Wisconsin Badgers <laughs> yes, in, 20, in uh, 2010. Same question. Um. Why didn't you run the ball, coach? Barry Alvarez, why didn't you run the ball up the middle? Defense is too good, I guess, for TC, but they want to go for the win. I was going to say, again, that, I don't think anybody in Fort Worth is complaining about that. No, 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 they won. They, I'm just saying, they knocked, Tank Carter knocked down the two-point conversion to win at the freaking Rose Bowl. That was when the BCS, to kind of create a bit more access and create a few things where once every four years, if you're the non-qualifier, if you're the non-BCS, whatever you call it, gets into a big-time game, they have to go to the Rose Bowl once. They just stuck him into the first time. The first time it happened, like, let's just get this over with. You know what I mean? We don't want to drag this out and no say in the final year. Oh, we guess we're taking number 14, Tulane or something. Sorry, not to disparage Tulane, but number 14, whoever, who, who just who just made it in because they're head of the crappy Big East at the time mm-hmm. to get that spot. But they get a good game. And that was that. That like there's a lot of good bowl game fish. You have that one. We have um, well, sorry, that was in the whack days. Um Obviously, the two Utah BCS wins playing, but they're like football wise, like you mentioned, 69 66. That's an amazing game. But winning the Rose Bowl, that's I kind of space on that being at the Rose Bowl. That's kind of a big deal. One of the biggest, uh, huge in 2011. Wow. 21 mm-hmm. to 19 was the final, st- final score. Oh, no. They needed, the, sorry, excuse me. They needed the two points to tie. So apologize. They weren't going just for the win. So my mistake. What other should we go to some questions? We got people responding about big time Mountain West stuff. Can we, can we, before we do that, can we give a shout out to, you know, some of the other, I guess we might, I mean, you might generally call them the Olympic sports. What are we, yeah. What because are we, I do yeah, think that while they probably did not receive as much attention in their time, they're, they're, they're still definitely a big deal. So, like, for example, you know, I was I mentioned earlier how like national championships in the Mountain West in any sport are relatively few and far between. Um, let's not forget New Mexico had two of them back in 2015 and 2017 in women's cross country. Yes, I'm looking at another message right there. They won it, the only team to win a national title within the Mountain West, it looks like. Yeah, and, and then they, yeah, they did it twice. Courtney Freericks, I believe, was a record setter on those teams. But it's, you know, and at the same time, you know, you know at Boise State, Ali Ostrander, excuse me, was a national champion twice in the steeplechase, which I have a vague recollection of, like, what the steeplechase actually involves. 
but I just know, like, I, I see that it's like a three thousand meter race, and I think to myself, the water like run at pace, let alone you know run for three thousand meters in a steeplechase, things like that. So it's like that something like that seems incredibly difficult to do. Yeah, because you jump over obstacles and go through water and stuff. It's wild. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, no, no, it's a horse race. No, 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 it's horse. My mistake. I was like, I'm like, wait, I, I, I wanted to think what it was, but I looked it up real quick. So, yeah, it's the horse race, horse racing where you're not running, but you're on a horse, but you have to have your horse jump over. I'll say obstacles, but like, like, it's bushes or like going over, and there's water, like a ditch is not a ditch. That's a proper word, improper way. But you jump over diverse fences and ditch obstacles. So it's partially water. Maybe like jump over thing like a shrub in front of your house, like those long <laughs> ones people have sometimes. You jump over, jump over those. So it's a horse race. Yes, I was thinking like it's not running. I think there's a running race similar to that too. I think there is, but the steeplechase specifically so is a I'm, horse. I'm horse watching race. a steeplechase right now. There is a hurdle involved. Yeah. There's at least one hurdle that I've seen. It. At least one <laughs> hurdle. But I mean, oh wait, no, it's both. Of... Wait, wait, it's both. It's either. I don't know which one it was. Because I'm on Wikipedia, so it's either a horse race. It's just. Oh, okay. Here's what. Okay, we're we're terrible podcast people. We should research before. It derives from horse racing, so there is a horse one which we just mentioned. But I also think too there is running as well, whereas hurdles you jump over like water obstacles. So yes, there is, it is both. So, regardless, quite difficult to do. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I think that there are some other, you know, things too. Like we didn't, we, we probably don't need to go into huge detail about like, you know, 2014 Boise State winning another Fiesta Bowl and things like that. But I think in terms of like what I would consider to be the biggest things to happen in the, in the Mountain West, you know, that would be sort of, you know, I, I think of just like when has the conference been the best of the best? And in those particular cases, you know, those are some of the best examples that the Mountain West has to offer. Yeah, I would think like if you look at the co combo years, again, this is me being not kind of homers, but 04, when Utah goes Sweet 16, they win the Fiesta Bowl. That's a pretty big deal. Like, there's mm -hmm. not a ton. We could probably find like the problem is basketball has been struggling forever. Like, you had Long Kruger took UNLV to Sweet 16 a while back, 2013. Five teams make the make the NCAA tournament, but they don't do much of anything. So that's why, like, we had Nevada go to almost beat Little Chicago to make the lead eight a couple years ago. Yeah, with a muscle man shirtless must. That shirtless must is a big thing too in the conference. <laughs> I like love doing that. When we write about that. Our buddy Brandon wrote stuff like, "Why is this getting like a million page views?" Not literally wish, but <laughs> shirtless must is a great thing to have around. But yeah. so the combo years in the two major sports are few and far between. For the most part, because there's no deep runs. There's individual stuff like had Brandon Davies not had on the honor code issues, and there's a long, long story behind that. BYU could legitimately be a minimum Final Four team back the year back back in that season when he was unable to complete the season with with BYU when they had Jimmer Fredette, mm -hmm. um and some other guys I can't think of off the top of my head that were really good. So do we somebody put in Craig Thompson's hair? Where do we put that? <laughs> Never changing. Always consistency. Well, did he dye it ever or was it all natural, you think? I'm just gonna assume it's all natural. Cause I mean, yeah, you know, I'm I'm almost 40 myself. Yeah. And 
you know, not to not to brag, but I think that I have a pretty healthy head of hair um, myself, and so I I I I'm inclined to believe that you know Craig Thompson simply knows how to take care of himself, practices self care, and has an amazing head of hair as a result. Yes. Okay. That's what always our buddy Fake Matt Momi always puts it in there. The hair, the hair. <laughs> Somebody actually put in Danny Granger over Andrew Bogut. Maybe. But he wasn't picked higher, so can't. Sorry. Yeah. Just saying, you gotta be. You gotta if you, draft picks matter. I guess where you pick that. A lot, here's true. a lot of people say like Utah beating Alabama, crushing them, just beating the crap out of them, making Bray Switzer sound like an idiot. Let's see what else we got. Here's a handful. Obviously the hair. It's a half kidding joke, but not really, because that is quite the amazing hair. Uh, I'm trying to see what else on our replies here. Anything you see that people send in? I'm trying to get through here. Uh, not that i've noticed now is there something okay nothing yeah there, it's mostly the same stuff we've already gone over alabama boise craig thompson i guess cutting the legs out of the whack is a pretty big deal but that, that's like a different type of moment we're talking about what would be so what would top saving state going to the title game would it be making the football final four what would top or just winning a, or winning a, a national title in basketball or any sports? Like, what do you think would be the big – if so, next 10 years, would there be something bigger than Aztecs making the national title game in basketball? Ooh. Other than winning a title? Yeah, like, would would you – with the new expanded I th- I playoff – I think they would have to either win a title or somebody would have to win, like, one of those – one of the biggest individual honors. Like – you know, a football player, player yeah. would have to win the Heisman or or a basketball player would have to win the Naismith Trophy or something like that. Other than that, like it's really hard to imagine any one thing that would top what we just saw from the Aztecs. What if, let me present this scenario, 10-seeded Fresno State in the college football playoff match goes off and wins and makes it to like the title game, wins three games to make it to the championship game but loses. I mean, personally, that'd be one of the best things that would ever happen to me. But, um, but again, I think like you'd have to win it. I think in order to top what we just saw in the tournament. Not even you wouldn't say making the national title game football would top it, just because the difficulty. I don't is think so. No, don't think because so? again, you're talking about winning like one game to get there versus winning five games to get okay. there. I hear you. Okay, I'm just trying to put it out there because I, I think. If you're a football team and to make it to make it the title game, that would surpass basketball and making not winning it, but making it. Now, a winning in either sport would trump either. Mm-hmm. Even though I kind of hedged earlier saying Utah's 04 season may be better than the Aztecs. Significantly cult for the league and college sports, yes, Utah 04. But as for on field success and getting to the title game, which nobody's ever done and not many teams have ever done, Aztecs is number one moment and achievement so far. I was trying to see getting thoughts out there of what's going on <clears throat> any other things you want to get to about any other random big time stuff in the conference or are we going to wrap it up here i think we're going to wrap up for now trying to see real quick nothing eh, we're good yeah i'm trying to scroll i found the list i was looking at nothing more different than what we discussed already so all right so this wraps up for tonight as we see or today it could be in the morning who knows when you're listening we appreciate it We'll be back at a more regular clip going forward. we got some NFL draft stuff we'll get to. Profiles coming out. 
We'll do maybe some off-season random football lists, stuff like that, quarterback things, like who's going to start and whatnot, or just all sorts of interesting stuff. If you have anything you want us to talk about, MWC Wire on Twitter. Just tag us while it's still around, and we can uh, do stuff on Twitter, I guess, because you know things are weird on that platform <laughs> there. So we'll be back next time. And, yeah, again, MWR.com, and we'll see you then.